0: This is The Culture.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Culture Wave Media Network. If you haven't already, please be sure to check us out on social media, Culture Wave Media on Instagram, as well as Cinema Wave Media on TikTok and Instagram. Right now, we're currently running a combined top 50 list of the 21st Century Top fifty of Cinema Wave. And we are really excited about this combined list. There's a lot of controversy so far. A lot of people have had some opinions about it, but we're very confident in our picks. Um, It's been a really fun time. And also be sure to subscribe to our channel, hit that like button, and be sure to comment. Today, we are going to be talking about The Bear on FX. If you haven't seen it already, rush to your TV and go see it. We're here with some great people to talk about it let's get started guys we're off yeah
0: we're here we're ready to talk about the bear yes chef Cousins. yes chef <laughs> yeah, we're here yes, <laughs> yeah,
1: it, yes, i think michael's yes. our uh sous chef today he's on <laughs> the board
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> Hello, michael's everybody. on the board happy, uh, Producer uh, michael
3: for happy to be here <laughs> excited to talk
1: <laughs> so the the bear has been a critical success um it's been very up and coming on people's watch lists. It's, it's got a lot of status That's that's everyone's been talking about. It. It's got to create a lot of buzz. Um, this is FX's most watched premiere in Hulu's history thus far. And per TVInsider.com, they also said it posted a significant year-over-year gains in viewership with a plus 70% increase in total hours streamed over the first season after the first four days of viewing. Season one was the most watched single season of comedy series in FX history. So season one did absolutely really well. Mm -hmm. And then season two has come out swinging with a load of fun stuff um, in all of their episodes so far. So what do you guys have to say about season two, your first impressions?
0: First impressions. um, I love it. I think it's great. I mean, I loved season one. Um, I just think it's such a bingeable show it's so funny but then you're crying at moments and I just feel like it's a show that other shows are trying to get to this point but nobody else is succeeding like the bear is so I'm a fan and I can't wait to talk more about it
3: (laughs) (laughs) I definitely agree I feel like um this season season two uh the talent and the acting in this season is unmatched um that's what had me hooked in season one um I'm still not done I will admit I'm still not done with season two I'm on episode five um but i uh, I binge watched all of season one and, yeah. and the first five episodes of season two in the past couple of days um, and that's what really sold me the acting in this show is is just so so superior and unmatched and just feels so real it just you know it feels like we're just simply in a kitchen watching this real life everything happen um in front of our, our eyes so um this season though i feel like um the states i definitely think they uh are higher and i think mm-hmm. that um they uh from what i've seen so far i i can see that it's it's it deserves a lot of recognition and a, a lot of the uh praise it's getting
1: like yeah. you were saying with Season one, um, I know you've, you've went through gone through season one now and um, you were saying that you feel like you're in a, you're in a kitchen. And I, I think that is something that everyone was talking about with season one and now season two is that intensity and the stress that they have to go through and that they are induced to with being food industry workers and especially carrying the weight of being a top-tier restaurant and getting those stars and all that. Expectation that is demanded of you in that environment. I think that is, I've never seen a show create that type of stress in an environment, especially mm-hmm. with the talking over each other, the way the editing is. Um, they're always getting into hundreds of insert shots and creating this stress, like the, the stuff is burning on the oven, or they're getting yelled at by another person. The tickets are coming out. They yep. literally had a couple inserts of the tickets coming out of swear words in the finale. I, I thought that was awesome. So, you get these little um, moments of stress and you understand how the character's psyche is coming out. Like, yeah, I well. think
0: like I think that's why I loved season one so much. I, I, have either of you ever worked in a restaurant before?
1: I have, but I can't really say at this level at all. No, <laughs> but, obviously Dunkin not at this level,
0: but I worked in a restaurant. I worked in a few different restaurants <laughs> and there were moments in season one where I felt that panic feeling that you feel when you're in a restaurant and you're in the weeds and you're drowning and you're just like, Oh my God, I got to get out of this. And like, I don't know how to. And I feel like so many people that have been in that situation were just like, this is, this show is showing that, that stress of like at any moment, if one person burns a dish and like pushes everything back by 30 minutes, it could ruin the night for everybody. And there is just such heightened chaos all the time even though it's not the end of the world stuff that they're dealing with, like, of course, like, it's okay if somebody gets their dish later, five minutes later than they should. But when you're in those moments, you're like, in real life, when you're in those moments, you're like, no, this will make or break my tip. This will make or break, like, the rest of the night for me. Will put me in a bad mood. Will the person that I'm already fighting with will be even more mad at me. And then it can just, like, start catapulting to all this mess that can contribute. Um, which I love about this. Oh show. yeah,
1: it goes completely off the rails mm-hmm. with everything. Like they they have, they had that one slip up with the tickets or something.
0: Yes, and, and I think it was season, season one. one. Yes, when there's they were the starting episode. to do like mm-hmm. takeout. Yes, and uh, I I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure they. Maybe you know Michael because didn't you just watch I just season it one? Recently. Isn't it like they do takeout, but they they're not supposed to turn on the tickets yet
3: yes yes and then all of a sudden
0: they opened it like
3: yes they did a flood of them and yeah yeah, a bunch and like like that was like the episode i think where like sydney just like left and then like he ended up punching it and everything yeah yeah and he's
0: like like, put everything on the grill all the chicken all everything cook (laughs) cook cook and everyone's like no we actually like can't do that like we're not gonna survive yeah (laughs) um yeah i love i i love the chaos um
1: that chaos definitely carries over into season two um, for different reasons. So there's a lot of new beginnings with this season. Um, The very end of season one ends with the restaurant being rebranded to the bear. Um, They decide to toss out Mikey's original name of the beef Mm -hmm. um, and they try to shape it into their new restaurant. So I really liked how they started the season on that new beginning. They're trying to renovate the, Mm -hmm. um, the lot and and try and make it a upscale restaurant now and then they go to uncle jimmy and immediately they set the stakes with we need more money from you and he goes why do you need more money from me you already owe me money they're like well if you if if we don't succeed you get the property and and that immediately sets the stakes of how much this needs to work and even uncle jimmy is like i want this to work for you but if it doesn't work I'll take your property and mm-hmm. I'll I'll bull, pull those to the ground. So I think that really sets the ticking clock on the characters and then you're rooting for them even more. Um so but do you guys want to talk about the beginning episodes like 1 to 3? Yeah. Three? So yeah. I mean
0: I don't know how you guys felt but I liked the transition because the last that we left the show was them finding all this money in like the tomato sauce jars and just finding all this cash. So you kind of lean on, they leave us off thinking like, okay, it's going to be a huge renovation. Wow. They're going to have tons of money and it'll be great. So I like that they already start kind of as underdogs where they actually don't have enough money because then that sets the president of like, there's going to be arguments. There's going to be issues. Cause anytime there's a renovation and there's not enough money, it's going to, it's going to hit the fan.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. I also really like that they're all kind of and then you're starting into that sentimental feeling of them okay you're going to renovate but like the reason that they started this restaurant was because of Mikey so it's like are you letting him go so I feel like there's almost a level of grief coming into of Letting go of the past, but being able to move forward in honor of the past mm. um, yeah. is something that they really tap in on the first episode. And, and Richie's like,
1: the biggest person for that. Yeah, yeah, like
0: you see him, he's like tearing up, looking at pictures. Um, I think of his wife though, or uh, Natalie, Natalie, Carm's sister. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. Um, not his wife. Yeah, um, Natalie, and he's just tearing up, wearing <laughs> wearing the birth. What was it? Birth of Chicago lamp shirt. Yeah. And just being very sentimental and um, not. He doesn't want
1: change. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Exactly. He holds on to the Fenway poster. And he's mm-hmm. like, this is Mikey's. This is like, I don't want this. And he's having the hard time adjusting to that new, very uptight food level industry um, side of it. And he's always used to that laid back deli style, you know, uh, yeah. we're going to do this as a family and put that first over you know by the book food industry so he feels like he's being exiled a little bit and cast out because of this big change and um carmy is definitely coming in to change it up and, and he mixes it up but is he mixing it up for the better i think that really shows in the rest of the show what how do you how do you think about well it's um, funny a couple you, episodes. Yeah.
3: it's funny you brought up um uh the adjustment and like uh especially moving into the season um just because i feel like that's personally for me one of the biggest themes that i like the most with mm-hmm. this show is that all of it is these characters needing to adjust and needing to kind of just take a second and be like whoa like like we like what's going on here but they don't have that they don't have it at all and even through like editing sequences you can just see how like because it's so fast-paced like you said with the timeline of everything with just everything going on they don't have that adjustment i mean like honestly Carmi never even really adjusted to the suicide at this point and you yeah. see like yeah. the anxiety throughout and not just him obviously a lot of the characters obviously have not um but that's right there alone is such like a huge thing that i feel like is is a, a, an ongoing sort of trouble i guess or problem mm-hmm. with these characters and um and so i feel like for now it to be in the states that they're at um and um for all these changes to be made i feel like it's just kind of adding to that adjustment plate yeah um which they're not really you know handling and tapping into or really just you know allowing themselves to be able to to figure things out um and uh i don't know i just i personally i like that i like that um it makes me feel more for these characters Mm -hmm. um and i think that um with the timeline kind of going you know getting where we're at now um again I, I remember i'm I didn't finish so i don't i don't yeah. I don't know if like we reached the end of this timeline <laughs> or not My but
0: not. He, he's he's trudging through uh, season two but he's also just been season one so he's probably more accurate yes. than Zachary, probably. yes probably yeah so fair warning <laughs>
3: but yeah no I just feel like you know you know with these now newfound changes um and with a lot of you know the states being higher I feel like The adjustment being higher as well is just a great technique in in this Mm -hmm. show again yeah and i like it
1: you also talked about um how the characters are more personal in this season too i think that is a really good point because they also seem to get almost their own solo episodes yeah you know like marcus has his one episode where he goes to copenhagen um, Will Poulter guest stars. Yeah, that was a great episode. episode. Yeah, that yeah, that so a great, I love that episode. was a great. I love Marcus. It's too. very personal. It was so nice to see him get a vacation. You know, yeah. like he deserved that moment away from the stress and and yes. uh, his hardship at home with his mother. Um, Tina gets a good episode with being a sous chef mm-hmm. and training. Um, and that was my favorite was part
0: girl. of season uh, episode one. I think that's how they ended episode one of. Um, uh, Tina getting asked like be mm. Sue. Yes,
1: we're Sydney. Yeah. Sydney yeah. asks her
0: and she's like running out and then they hug each other and she's just like, yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. so excited. And that for me, I was just like great ending first episode because mm-hmm. it's like, all right, pulling at heartstrings already, getting people invested. Because I also think, so I feel like season one was a little bit more about Carmi and kind of like, okay, Carmi is the, the force to be dealt with in this and it's all about him succeeding and all of these people are just there to like help him get this place back up now i feel like season two it's not just about him anymore it's about the entire group and the entire yeah. staff
1: i think that's what they were playing into as right? well that's what i think is too. they were like he can't do this all on his own mm-hmm. and he does need that team behind him in season two which i think is your point exactly so i think that they definitely needed that team behind him um and then the, i was even going to say too that in season one sometimes you never know which characters are going to stick around mm-hmm. in a, or the rest of a show if you do like five seasons like however long this show goes if you were to watch season one you might not know if marcus sticks around or if tina sticks around yeah. and i really liked how they kept them there and they gave them their own personal time and they weren't just these like conflict characters or these um relationship characters like they're not side characters in my mind like they're not just throwaway people no. to pull on a heartstring like they are developed characters in this season which I really liked. Yeah. So
0: but I feel like they're starting to get away from Carmy being like the main focus of the show and now it's like you no know, every person is a pillar and although they might not be featured in this episode they're still very important to the restaurant and I feel like they showed that just throughout the whole season very well of each person's growth and then how that growth was going to carry the entire restaurant together rather than being like it's just on one person's shoulders and like all of us are just meant to be there do whatever they tell us to mm-hmm. um which I really loved I in a weird way I feel like Carmi this season turned into like the antagonist a little bit I don't how do you guys feel about that mm. Or do you disagree with me?
3: Definitely by the end.
0: You think so? Yeah, I, I
3: would so. say by the end. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really know uh, by yeah, the I end. Would, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. This by is the where end. We stop cutting <laughs> to him on the camera. This is where okay? Stop talking to
1: Michael. Yeah, so stop. Stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> Just you kid, I right? But I,
3: I can say that again. From what I've seen, he has been an an ongoing force, kind of adding to. A lot of things including that that timeline you know he's yeah. delaying a lot of things knowing that okay the, the, the states are very high right now so I, I could see that i could see that i don't i need i need to keep you watching to keep it watching too, watching because
0: it, it builds up to a point where you're like all the problems are connected to him wow really yeah yeah
1: i think he gets in his own way and he gets in everyone else's mm-hmm. way um some by accident and some intentionally
0: well also they bring in a little romance this season yeah that was
1: a huge point i know you're talking about the pillars of the show i was gonna say claire brings a lot of spice to this a lot of spice how do
0: do you guys think of of bringing in like a romance and like claire's character I have a very strong opinion on it. Really,
2: (laughs) really,
0: I do. I do. Oh,
1: okay. Well, you explain. I would love to hear your explanation.
0: I. It's actually my least favorite thing in the whole show. I think that it really, like, for her, I don't like her character. I think she's very one-dimensional. I felt like she was a little bit calculated in ways, Mm. like, and but. I felt like they just kept saying like, "Oh, she's a great person. Like, she's a nurse. She's works in a hospital. Like, she's a great person." But I don't know. Maybe it was the actor herself seems a little bit um, more aware of what she's actually doing. Like it, it to me, it seemed like she knew that she was messing up the whole situation a little bit, but she didn't care because she wanted to get to Carmy at the end of the day, which I didn't like because I was like. Why are we making this girl just come out of nowhere when we haven't even heard of her at all from season one? And she's going to be the one that throws like the wrench in the whole thing, even though everybody's like, oh, she's a great person. But really, all she's done is just kind of like take up his time when he's clearly said, like, I'm opening up a restaurant since the first time that they saw each other again. I also don't love when shows throw in romance just to cause like a divide Mm -hmm. because it's like, why?
1: Uh, yeah. i think it was a great way of showing how how much he wanted it had to be a success the restaurant um because uh i'm gonna spoil a little bit of the ending, <laughs> but with, it? The, with the end um uh he he basically just goes into this um tans- in the in the freezer when he's locked in the freezer and then he accidentally spills his guts to who he thinks is tina claire is at the door because she rushes back there she's trying to be worried about him and then he he just says he says i could focus i was in a routine i don't need any amusement or enjoyment i'm completely fine with that no amount of good is worth how terrible this feels it's a complete waste of time so it goes to your point of how it, it is in his mind now a distraction mm-hmm. from everything that he needs to do and he does even say to sid earlier on he's like you gotta care about this restaurant and this lifestyle more than anything else yeah. like to make this work so um it exposes how much that he wants it it's kind of like that whiplash mindset where he yeah. breaks up with the girl in whiplash and he's like he's like I'm, i want to be great you know mm-hmm. like you're a problem for that like so yes it does impede on his success but it's also kind of heartless because he he lacks a soul for most of the season too. He's so focused on this restaurant that he's when he finally has time to let in a loving mm. relationship, it takes away from it. But is that a good or bad thing? I mean, it's great for the show, but morally like
0: I guess it's yeah. good for the show because like the whole time I was just like annoyed because I'm like w- you're literally making mistakes because you're running off with like a a girl that you've known for a while but also you've never really heard of and so i felt like maybe if they just made it not so apparent in the first like so early on in the series that this was going to be a problem because i felt like i could i knew that right away that i was like this is going to be the downfall and
1: sid is like that yes
0: i maybe Mm -hmm. it's because um sydney picks up on it too early too in the season for me where she she sees it as an issue right away. And so then that issue just builds and builds and builds. Um, but then again, maybe it's just really good writing. And that's why I'm annoyed, because I just don't like that she was messing up their plan. Mm-hmm.
3: I, I, I could say that. I feel like with, as far as that whole storyline, to be honest, it just didn't really even feel really relevant to me. Right? It just didn't, honestly, to the point where like, even a lot of the things that you guys are saying, like, I didn't even think about just because it was mm-hmm. just kind of like another thing going on in the show. I was like, okay. Um, and so like, now that you guys bring like these notes up on that, like, I definitely agree. It's
0: just kind of <laughs> it, out of nowhere. It, it just is. to be problematic. It,
3: yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's, 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 I don't know. Just again, I got, I don't know what she does at the end of everything, but I could say that from what I've seen, mm-hmm. it just feels very forced. It feels like they're trying to
0: romance in.
3: i the thing that i do though appreciate that i will say is it adds a little bit more to uh carmy's character development i do agree with that which i feel like no no matter what is still always going to be an important thing because Mm -hmm. you know like he's he's like at this point the protagonist if you want to say that they're all protagonists in this Mm -hmm. season but i feel like as far as also building carmy's you know story in this storyline in this season as far as him being a bit destruction to it all i feel like that kind of kind of added and benefited a little bit so i do see a little bit Mm -hmm. of clarity in it now and like i can see how it worked but at the same time it didn't work at the same you know just as much i don't know yeah
1: Yeah. i think i think it's also a combination of carmy yeah he's distracted by getting involved with claire um but he's also seeking that loving relationship that mm-hmm. he seems to have never had at least with some of how they paint this backstory especially with his family yeah i mean they get into the family toxic environment in yeah. episode six episode
0: six michael this is an absolute roller coaster yeah six. so
1: it's, it's crazy incredible. um
0: incredible well okay before we get into episode yeah. six do we have anything else to say on like kind of the earlier episodes um copenhagen I think that's before episode six, right?
1: Copenhagen is episode uh, four. That is, yeah. So Oh, actually, six.
0: let's talk about episode three. When Sydney is going and tasting all of the food all yes. throughout Chicago. I loved it. Yes. Although it was kind of like this girl would literally have a heart attack if she ate. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of this all food. Of food. <laughs> literally, <laughs> straight heart attack. Yeah. But I loved it because I felt like it was kind of like um like a tipping of the hat to Chicago also of like look at all this amazing food that's here. Yeah. Um I think I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure some of like the people that she actually went to like visit their restaurants are actual chef owners in Chicago or like um yeah, or like actual people that own restaurants there. I'm pretty sure. Could be wrong, but
2: pretty
0: sure.
1: (laughs) I'll fact check you on that later. Please fact check me. (laughs) Um
0: but I also feel like that kind of dips into a little bit on like the editing. What are yes. your thoughts? I know you both have, I mentioned love the, the editing, editing for this show. No, the editing so talk is about it to me people.
1: I think the editing is what glues the show together for mm-hmm. sure. Because of the intensity. Um, there's several moments where in the finale, I know I, n- I noticed they literally the servers exiting the kitchen. There's like a vacuum sound effect. It's like, you're getting sucked out of that intensity going right into the the front seating room you're trying to put on a face and then you go right back into it when there's sound design through that way that i thought that
2: was a I
0: feel like the sound effect was more sound intense was awesome this season yeah too yeah. right mm-hmm.
1: and also um tons of b-roll of chicago um hundreds of ins- inserts i think i was mentioning was just like i don't even know how somebody can conjure up in their brain i'm gonna get inserts of scribbled out pieces of food and orders and then like all of this stuff on the tray, fire like all oh, this over here, over there, the fridge, this over here, like I don't know how they they thought of that, but it works so well. And the way that they pieced it together is awesome. What do you think about the editing? You
3: know, the editing is one of my favorite things about um the show for sure. Um, every transition I think is just it's just cool. It's like it's, it's visually, it cool. really is. It's just visually stunning. Um, but another technique that's really stood out to me with the editing is that every shot not not every shot but almost every shot whether it's just an over the shoulder of like somebody or um or like a two shot of somebody there's always a slow zoom in that they put Mm. in yeah yeah and that i feel like adds to that that sort of though like states are high the intensity intensity, Mm -hmm. the intensity exactly because
0: it's like Uh, space around them is getting smaller so they feel everything's closing in on them exactly yeah Mm -hmm. and so
3: i feel like that is just a a really simple simple editing technique that they did and adds a whole other layer to the the show
0: it's also such fast editing which then i think makes the episodes go so much faster (laughs) and then every all of a sudden you're like i just watched Seven episodes. Well yeah. I might as well watch the last one. I know three. so much has happened in my head.
1: It's crazy. Oh also to go off of your uh, your fact check, I have oh, please. Yes. I found an article um, on the cinemaholic.com. This is eight restaurants that are actually featured in the bear in Chicago. If you guys are interested, um, there is one place called Casama. There's another called the Publican and Publican Quality Meats margie's candies the violet hour big star doves luncheonette pizza lobo and abec Um, so it looks like these take place all throughout chicago a lot of downtown spots i'll have to read the article later but if any of you guys are looking for spots in chicago inspired by the bear we are not officially sponsoring them, but we are going to promote them anyway. So, if you um, want
0: to sponsor us, though, yes,
1: <laughs> if you would like to sponsor us. <laughs> so, should we go into episode six, the behemoth that is episode six?
0: I think maybe we should, if we have nothing else to talk on. Unless you have anything to say on episode four or five, Copenhagen or the party where Claire and Carmy. I would just like have to a add romantic moment.
1: Well, yes. Okay. I do love that moment. I, I, yes, I did, Liz. I did. Yes, I did. Because, because I thought it was, it was great that I love the one line where he's, she was like, um, have you been to a party? He's like, I don't, or, or do you want to go to this party? He's like, I don't think I've been to a party at all. I thought that was, that also, I know you didn't. Probably like that, but... I don't know. That yeah. felt
0: cringy to me. Really? Yeah. I just don't what? know if... I, I just really didn't like her character. I thought she was, like, very fake.
1: I just thought it was nice to see him get out of his shell, because he he is very reclusive. I
0: guess. I don't know. I feel like in real life, if somebody was like, I've never been to a party, most well, people would be like... Yeah. You're lying, like, are you okay? or are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You wouldn't just be like, "Oh, oh." And, like, that's the tone that she took. And I was just like, like, come on. Call him out. Yeah.
1: There was a couple of moments where he was saying stuff opposite to, like, what would be interesting to pursue somebody with. And and she was still like, oh, no, come on. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like they
0: take such a realistic tone in this show where they aren't doing, like, movie typical lines they are making it very real and honest and they're not trying to shock or like give the audience what they want they're trying to be real and I like the, the kiss that they had with like the fireworks and I was just I like I love
1: that I love that
0: I was like what are we doing right now oh,
3: that's, <laughs>
0: well it's fun to have, have you, you probably haven't though. even gotten to it yet have you I'm <laughs> sure I'm like, like
3: like kiss fireworks yeah. well, you're
1: gonna have to choose a side yeah you, are, so <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, i think man. that was it
0: we can do a poll we're do gonna you know, have a claire separate and- episode of Liz talking do about claire do people ship claire and carmy yeah. i want to know it's definitely not i don't for Liz. ship i don't no, ship it's them not for
1: mm-hmm.
3: her no. not for me i don't as of now as of as of now and so i'll, I'll let you guys know you what know the verdict is that point. in it's five cringe? episodes yes. you me, know though. what it is
0: yeah. are you just kind of like like cringing or are you like ah, in the moment and i was not awing I, I, I was
1: awing. Uh, uh, I was aw. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I mean,
3: you're telling me how to feel this. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It was just I don't know. It was just there were times where I was like I think it was just it just didn't really stand out to me. I get so the relevancy like, of, yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah,
1: which was probably playing to the distraction mm-hmm. of like Sydney was also like, this isn't what you need to be worried about right now. Yeah. Kind of like the audience shouldn't be worried about it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, okay, episode right, six. We'll get, we'll Before do it. you episode keep sets, roasting everyone. Claire. I'm done
0: talking about their yeah. relationship for now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so episode six uh, was was a behemoth of an episode. It was an hour and six minutes, unlike the rest of the episodes that usually run about an average of half hour and 35 minutes. Um, this was a flashback episode referring to this christmas eve dinner that the majority of the family attended um and it is absolute bedlam in the berrizado household mm-hmm. um lots of guest stars in it Are uh
0: you, name, w- name the guest star list you know I mean?
1: okay yeah so just some of the guest stars michael i'm spoiling again um <laughs> jamie lee curtis bob odenkirk john bernthal returns as mikey john mulaney did I say that right? Mm-hmm. I always say his name Um Sarah Paulson, Jillian Jacobs, and Ricky Safieri. Um Lots of people. Yeah.
0: Wait, are
3: these like just family members? Like these
1: are um, extended family. Yeah, like extended, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis is and, Carmi's yeah. mom. Oh,
0: wow.
2: And wow.
0: Yes. Yeah. And in this episode, Mikey is alive um, and he's at the, the holiday dinner. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And then yep. also... Uh, cousin is there? <laughs> yes. Cousin. Cousin who is uh engaged to Jillian Jacobs' character and she's pregnant with his daughter.
1: Mm-hmm. Um it's a, few years it yeah. it's a few years before.
0: Yeah. Few years before cuz she's pregnant, she just keeps like growing up. Um and it's utter chaos. We watch as Jamie Lee Curtis, who clearly has um, a drinking problem, is trying to make the seven fishes dinner for her family and is just yelling throwing things timers are going off like crazy the sound effects that are happening it's wild the the di- just the fi- family dynamics of fighting one second and then being like i'm so glad that you came home for the holidays I feel like a lot of people are able to kind of relate to it in a weird way. Also, I think so. Yeah. Um, which is why I think it's going to hit home. And honestly, I think it's going to go down as maybe the best episode from this entire series. Um, I think so. It's just, it's nonstop from the moment that they start the episode. You feel kind of like, I don't know if the worst thing in the world's going to happen this episode. Like you literally are on the edge of your seat thinking like, Someone's somebody somebody gonna die. die like somebody Some, could that's act, how high the stakes That's how aggressive are. they are mm-hmm.
1: as a family um especially there's well there's several moments but um john bernthal's character mikey basically threatens uh uncle lee who's bob <laughs> hoder kirk and he is really tired of his threatens outbursts. him with a fork, with a fork. <laughs> so he throws two forks at him <laughs> and uncle lee goes if you throw one more fork at me I'm gonna come over there and I'm gonna beat you. Like
0: Which like, like sounds funny. So like hilarious. Like if you read it on yeah. script, a part of me is like, okay, that's like kind of entertaining, but it's it's life or death at this it dinner is. table.
1: Everyone is going, do Mikey, don't throw it. Like don't like do I it. beg you, yeah, don't please. do it. I
0: love you. And they just keep saying, like, I love you, yeah. I love you, don't do it, and like are, like tearful. And then right as you think like he's either gonna do it or he doesn't do it jamie Lee curtis swoops into the scene and is just like holding on for dear life to sanity and you're like yes so who's gonna blow up first jamie Lee curtis (laughs) yes or mikey and it's it's just a it's a great episode it's amazing
3: based on what you guys are saying um as far as this episode i'm seeing and i mean like tell me if you you also picked up on this um but it sounds like you're seeing that dynamic family dynamic and immediately i compare it to the family dynamic of the kitchen and i see how like you you could see how like oh snap you're saying that like they're like screaming and cursing each other out and then immediately like i love you you know it's like you could see how that kind of matches that setting Mm -hmm. and how much their world plays into this world yeah. of the kitchen yeah. of, of, of um why it's the so bear. easy for carmy exactly, exactly
0: that's actually
3: exactly
1: how they modeled this episode really that no ba- basically to a t of especially with the sound design and and the um, editing is the timers going off the high energy it feels exactly like the kitchen in the restaurant okay. so i think that's also a way of it embellishing into carmy's attitude and behavior is he's mostly a fly on the wall in this episode he definitely has moments where he speaks up for himself but he's really coming home for christmas eve from new york from that bad restaurant that he was in 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 the first season in season one they allude to um he comes home and he's observing his family he's like i don't really know if i want to come home and this is exactly why he didn't want to come home everything is going absolute absolute he Just didn't want to be there, and then this is another reason, and then really crazy things happen. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis eventually drives a car through the house. Oh, my, wait, what? yeah, that's yes. how it ends. Oh <laughs> yeah, she loses it basically. Uh, Spoiler, she loses it okay, if that man. wasn't losing it, but um, yeah, so that. Episode for me was the best in yeah. the series so I far. I also
0: I like that they did it in the middle of the season because I think it was a nice reminder that like Carmy um isn't used to being like the biggest personality in his family. Like he's not meant to be like he's not used to being the loudest in the kitchen because his brother always was. And so I think because they had a nice moment between Carmy and his brother um where he is he, he gets him like a gift and he shows him like a drawing where carmy wanted to open up the new restaurant with his brother and was like i'm ready to do this if you are um but then they never talk about it again and then i guess it must have been a little while later mikey i think dies it, yeah, i don't remember I when he assume. dies is it like recent or
1: it's it's pretty recent in season one okay yeah in the yeah. beginning of season one but i think it was
0: yeah. nice to show that like Carmi wanted to open up this restaurant with his brother but not necessarily by himself and so i think that's really nice to see him then struggle later on and being like okay well he he might not be the best leader because he didn't see himself leading this whole group by himself he thought he was going to do it side by side with his brother so that they could share it um so i really liked that Mm -hmm. and then I love the quote, too, that you you wrote, Zach, Mm -hmm. um, from Jamie Lee Curtis. Do you want to read it?
1: Yeah. um, Well, she before her meltdown, she kind of has – she's making dinner. She's making all this stuff happen for people. And she's basically like, you know, no one's appreciating what I'm doing. Obviously, some people are, but not everyone else. They're kind of hyper-fixated on their own troubles. But she says, I make things beautiful for them, but they don't make beautiful things for me. So that's kind of, in a nutshell, what she feels as a parent, too. and her dynamic in the family, she feels like a ghost to everyone around her. But there she is again on Christmas Eve making a very important dinner. Um, But, yeah, she doesn't feel appreciated at all. Um, But yet she's also not appreciating her family, too. Mm -hmm. Like, she's not just a victim of this. Like, she is, I mean, she's deeply affected Natalie and Carmi with yeah. their relationship and their they have not been nurtured like a mother should have nurtured them either so i mean yeah it's very far from it but um yeah she has a couple of really great lines and yeah she stole every scene that she was in in my mind I and it's hard like, to say but yeah i yeah. feel
0: like this this episode they're trying <laughs> to get every like emmy nomination for special guest on an episode and just be like all right, give it to Jamie Lee Curtis, give it to Sarah Paulson, give it to Jillian Jacobs, just so that it could be the whole episode as, like, all the nominations. Because they're totally going to get at least Jamie Lee Curtis will. I thought her performance was incredible. Yeah, Um, I I agree. But so what I like about that line that she said, too, of I make things beautiful for them, it kind of is a really good jumping off point for then the next episode, which focuses on Richie. Because then he is learning how to do service for people and how to like, okay, you make things beautiful for the customers and you don't get anything really in return, just the satisfaction that you made somebody's day or you made somebody's life in this moment. And so I feel like that is then like the catalyst for the rest of the season of like, look, we are in the service industry. If you don't love this, get out. Like if you don't care about the customers and you don't want to make their day, then this isn't for you. Um, which is my second favorite episode. Of, yeah. I think this whole show was episode seven where they focus in on cousin Richie.
1: I agree. I think that was my second favorite too. Um, just because you finally get to the deep new nerves um, that Richie has and you explore his problems at home and also his um he's trying to get an understanding for food and he, he the whole time he's like you know cousin i don't understand like what where this is coming from or like why i need to be trained like this and then when he goes to that high class restaurant he understands the appreciation of serving and why people come and get that expression on their face why they enjoy going to something like that and then basically he gets told like this is basically sharing an appreciation between people and um i love the moment too with olivia coleman um she has a great she has a random cameo. Yeah, which like, is another like it's okay. incredible yeah and it's a
0: super low-key scene yeah not high-staked at all mm-hmm. they're literally like what are mm-hmm. they doing um
1: like, oh they're they're peeling they're peeling appealing. mushrooms yeah it's mushrooms or or little oh man ah i can't remember I what think it is mushrooms it might be mushrooms let's go with mushrooms let's go with mushrooms <laughs> yeah so we'll fact check it later but yeah they're having a great moment together it's it's just very like calm and he's under he's finally arrived at that point where he can understand what this is about and and how to be a better server mm-hmm. and then Actually, I loved it even more, too, because he's finally calm. Like, every episode, he is yeah. so off neurotic. the walls, neurotic, yelling at people, always out of place. And he finally settles into place with mm-hmm. this episode. And well, he finds a meaning. He had the best yeah.
0: arc for me this whole season. You'll yeah. also see, because I don't remember, but I think it's in the earlier episodes, definitely before episode six where he says he's trying to talk to carmy and he's trying to be like i don't know my purpose and like what i'm doing here and like what you want me to be doing and like what my role is and carmy's just like i don't have time to be talking about this with you and it's like so then he kind of goes off on his own and is like well then i want to figure out my purpose and he doesn't do it really that well in the first episode couple episodes because he's just like frantically trying to control everybody and it's like sometimes your purpose isn't meant to control everything it's only meant to control the things that you can control mm-hmm. um and so like just so you know so in the episode episode seven they start him off with this fancy restaurant polishing forks yeah literally just po- they're like this is all you're gonna do and so he's like i know how to polish forks and he's doing. It's like, like a
1: really, mr miyagi technique he, literally yeah. <laughs> he's
0: doing like a really like lo- like he's like whatever and they're like that's not polished like you need to do it again and he's like i want to do this like i know how to do all this stuff and then also, I love... I just love the subtlety in this show because then throughout the episode, you see he slowly starts to wake up earlier and earlier and earlier because he's starting to be like, "Okay, oh, I'm excited to go to work. I'm excited to go for the next day. And then on the final day, he's like waking up before his alarm. His place is cleaned up. He's yeah. like looking put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ends up... This, I think, is going to come into future seasons, actually. He ends up saying... To the people, when he leaves the restaurant, he says, "You know, if you have any openings, I would love to oh. hear
1: about it. Did you not catch that? No, I did. But now that you bring it up, I think it's the way gonna he come, left. Yeah,
0: I think it's gonna come into future seasons. It was a That's very subtle moment, but he said to the guy that was training him, he was like, "Like, if you ever have anything," he's like, "No, our staff like stays, but." we'd love to have you come visit again. That's
1: good you and brought that up. Because I think it's going to I didn't in. think about it after season, uh, episode 10, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think it will have a callback at some
0: point. I do too. Um, I love it. Also, he the Taylor Swift moment. Oh my he's gosh. driving in the car. That's how
1: everyone drives like Taylor Swift. Michael, yeah.
0: you are going to die. Just <laughs> pin this in your head and be like Taylor Swift moment. And when it happens, you'll know. Okay.
2: All right.
0: I'm not even going to spoil it for you because I want you to experience it. <laughs> The Taylor Swift moment is incredible. Yes. Loved every second of it. A huge fan. <laughs> that's,
1: that's that's one of my favorite takeaways of the episode, actually. Yeah. And everyone will listen to Taylor Swift like that.
0: Which I do actually want to say one thing. So the other thing that I really love about this show is they make you feel like something chaotic and like horrible is going to happen at any second. But then they don't do it because they're like, OK, we're still in a like everyday world where like people don't just die tragically but i feel like sometimes they cut it to make you think like oh my god oh my god something horrible is about to happen but they just scare you enough but then they reel it in where they're like no nobody's gonna die tragically like we're not gonna do that to you guys we're just building tension and i love that
1: (laughs) yeah they build a lot of tension up especially with um moving into episode eight I have the fire suppression test. Oof. I've never been more stressed out for something I've never understood in that my life. That I don't even know what it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like they're explaining how there's one last test that they they have left mm-hmm. and if they fail it like they're done health and safety inspection wise. Um so that was a great episode. Um what else was there more in that episode? I know that was the the main focus of that episode. I can't remember um, anything else major. Uh, I have to go back for it. But I think the fire suppression test was the main thing.
0: Yes, I think fire suppression. This is when they are um, getting final touches on the restaurant to, like, cousin... cousin comes in wearing a suit. Yes, and he starts telling. He's like, he's wearing a full suit, and everyone's like, "What's with the suit?" Somebody, I think Tina might says like, "Oh, do you do do have a funeral to go to?" And he just keeps saying like, "No, I wear suits now." And so he's taking on this whole new vibe of like, "I care about my job. I want to look good. I want to feel good. And I want to be the best front of house anyone's ever had. And so yeah. I'm gonna dress nice." Which I feel like that's when you start to see and be like, "Okay, hey, maybe there's hope." Like maybe this actually goes well for them.
1: He vets that one person that comes in mm-hmm. uh, for the job interview. He he asked them.
0: Yeah, this is a good part. And then, yeah, and
1: he was he was like, no, she didn't notice this thing about was it the um, napkins were all yeah, yeah. So
0: he tilted a napkin so it was a different way than all the other napkins set on like the t- the um, table settings, and Natalie was like, oh, she was great, and he was like, nope nope and he's like she didn't even move the napkin and he's <laughs> like that would have driven me crazy if i sat down and saw that a napkin was tilted the wrong way and natalie's just like you turned the napkin oh my god that's like, like, oh, okay. like you, okay yeah like, yeah it was just a this really is great not moment. the guy that i used to yep. know at all mm-hmm. yeah
1: that was a great episode um uh moving into episode nine they're doing those last preparations for the restaurant still they're yeah. they're doing the um the first screening oh no they're not they're not yeah in episode 10 they do the first customers mm-hmm. episode 9 they're doing the preparations i really liked in episode 9 the this vulnerable moment that Carmi and sid had when they were fixing the table and they were talking about just their ideas um and expectations um I think it was a little bit about their relationship too with Claire. Mm-hmm. And Carmi seemed more vulnerable than I had ever seen him in the show. He's just having a very personal, slowed down moment mm-hmm. with Sid and they're opening up to each other. So I thought that was a really nice thing to see. And I almost thought that there was. Do you ever feel like there was some scattered breadcrumbs of sexual tension with Sid and Carmi? I think-
0: the writers have sprinkled it in there but yeah. I think that I don't think they're going to go that way at all
1: Yeah, I, I don't think, know where they would go they should, yeah. no
0: I don't think they will I think they were maybe testing the waters in season one with that vibe but I think that they realize that it's like where do you go they end up breaking up and then they hate each other and then the restaurant then it becomes more about the romance and the actual restaurant yeah um, No, I think that they just have really good chemistry. Yeah, yeah. actors. I
3: also am a big supporter um, of Sydney and Marcus i don't yes. know <laughs> i think that they are a good match and so i
0: that's that's the relationship <laughs> I that. that i, I love yeah claire carmy get out all right of the way. well yeah and then there's <laughs> that Sydney and Marcus. oh my god in the whole in uh, actually ten. i don't really want to ruin it for michael i know that's
1: a nice part i don't really want to ruin yeah,
3: it's okay this no, is the, no, the viewers no, might yeah. <laughs> i mean
1: it's not like a major talking point for the podcast so we could skip it. it's okay not okay new, yeah, it's, not yeah.
0: New, it's kind of more just like a side plot in one yeah. of the episodes gotcha. but- we're gonna Save that one for. You. Right, thank you guys. Yeah. I ship them all yes, the way. I do too. I, I want that to happen. Marcus I don't know is. Will. Yeah,
2: Marcus is
1: such a big teddy bear. I love Marcus. He's he's honestly got the most heart of anyone at the restaurant, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. the nicest one. So. And he's
0: also going through. That's something that we didn't really talk about. Is the season actually opens with him sitting next to his mom? Yeah. um Which, for me, I was a little bit like, wow, this is the tone that they're taking. Because, I don't know, I thought that in episode one, they would have started, like, right off the bat. Like, hot grills. Like, getting right back into, like, cooking the beef and making everything. And instead, it was a little bit softer of a tone. And watching him sit with his mom, taking care of her. um, And, like, throughout the season, we see him just checking in on her, worried about her when he's in Copenhagen. So it's a, I I don't want to say anything too on what happens in the final season, but it's not good. <laughs> it's, not, it's it's not good. well, it's a cliffhanger. It is a cliffhanger.
1: It's, so basically, we can say this because really, um, but at the end of episode ten, that's one of the cliffhangers. Is you see his phone light up, and the nurse is like, "You have to call me right away." Um, so the person taking care of her, his mom at home. Uh, had some news to tell him so we don't know exactly but you could presume
2: that it's not good
1: it's
0: news. not good yeah there's like multiple missed calls um yeah. her being like where are you where have you been call me um but he's so busy in the family and friends night of the, first, yeah. of the first night of the restaurant that he's not really looking at his phone to like see that yeah yes so i mean maybe it could be a positive maybe it could be like your mom's doing really well now you should come home that would be nice
3: (laughs) there was uh there was one marcus moment in his what what was it um, copenhagen Copenhagen, yeah that episode that at first it was throwing me off but then i grew to appreciate when he saved the guy that was like
0: super weird moment right yeah yeah
3: i thought he was
1: gonna mug him to be honest like like, because he was a nice dude in a different country i thought he was gonna get taken advantage of or some in Mm -hmm. some way yeah i didn't
0: really get the purpose of
3: it i know di- i didn't get it at first but in trying to figure out oh, why yeah, it please. was i i feel like that will give him i think again i don't know this is a stretch maybe but i feel like it's going to give him some sort of satisfaction in being able to save something mm. in the midst of because I, I do feel like if it end on that cliffhanger then he probably his mom probably probably i hate to say it probably <laughs> didn't make it but i feel like Because there's so many heartwarming moments with his character Mm -hmm. sprinkled throughout all of this season, I feel like that it's like that's just more of like that um, reassurance and sort of that he's a good person, exactly. You know, yeah, you know, he's he's still being there, going to like sitting by his mom and all that stuff. He's Mm -hmm. putting in that effort, and like though there will be times where he can't be there, obviously because of the restaurant, because he's taking time for himself you know, he's it's still he's getting that reinsurance like he is a good person. So I feel like very random scene.
2: Very but
3: it but was. hearing how it's like how, you know, like the it's it's set to end and then obviously how the season started, I feel like it's bigger than probably a lot of people realize yeah that scene as weird as it was i think it was yeah. deeper than a lot of people So
0: that's really. that scene too how i was talking before about how i feel like they try to make you like think oh my god something horrible is about to happen and then all of a sudden they like take it back and they're like no I'm just kidding like no like mm-hmm. i literally was like oh my god he's gonna get like jumped right now or like stabbed yeah,
2: yeah
1: but like nothing
0: know. happens the guy literally hugs him and then is like, like man. gonna go on my bike and he's equally is
1: <laughs> like what just so happened he's, like, <laughs> yeah he's like okay <laughs> that was wild <laughs>
0: so <laughs> weird so weird but like heartwarming, heartwarming is for sure. um yeah you know what other part i think happened in episode nine which i really liked mm. um sydney made the omelet for yes natalie natalie yeah because natalie's pregnant you know that right yeah. yeah yeah. so natalie's pregnant throughout the whole season um and she's just constantly getting sick trying to pretend she's not pregnant trying to pretend it's not bothering her and then you kind of see a nice moment between sydney also like cooking something not panic cooking yeah because like a-
1: she's like oh yeah i would love to make you something like that and she's easygoing easy going and yeah
0: enjoying mm-hmm. it because i feel like throughout the season you see sydney Scrambling to make incredible dishes, which it's like, I feel like anybody can relate to that. Anytime you try to do something incredible, it never comes out incredible because you're so focused on making it something good. But for her, she can just be like, I'm just going to make an omelet. I just need to feed her. It doesn't have to be the best omelet she's ever had. And then you see Natalie be like, oh my God, this is incredible. Like, thank you so much which again loops into the whole theme of this this series this um season I think is just like helping people without needing to get something in return.
1: Yeah, I think so. I I would totally agree with that. Um I I really like that moment too because it was a very good Break in between all the stress and everything like that, and I thought that Natalie of all people to deserve a little bit of a break because she's pregnant and she's trying to run the restaurant with paperwork and everything aside. Um, but moving into episode ten, um, the that, last episode The finale, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was very cool how they saved the debut of the restaurant for the last episode, um, because a lot happens in this and there's honestly a lot of cliffhangers and open questions by the end of this yep and what is the fate of the restaurant are people going to leave um are relationships completely out the window or Mm -hmm. are they reparable um so there's basically um the food and friends nights it, it goes pretty smooth in the beginning. And then it starts to unravel. Carmi locks himself in the freezer. Um, and the handle breaks, and then Sid is left to run the ship.
0: Run Expo. Yeah. And she's not doing well. Yeah.
1: And then Richie has to step in. He starts calling out the orders. He saves the day. He does. He yeah. honestly is yeah.
0: – he comes out of nowhere and is just like, I am gonna, I can do this, and mm-hmm. I'm going to do this.
1: She's like, we need to do this in five minutes or else we're sunk. And he's like, okay, I got you. It's an you. incredible yeah.
0: five minutes of television just yeah. watching him take control because you're also – he honestly had like the lowest start of where you're like, Man, this guy. What is his purpose in this? Like, is he even gonna be helpful with this restaurant, or should he just leave? And then all of a sudden, he's the one that steps up and is able to save the night. Yeah. Which it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he
1: wanted. was so argumentative with Sydney in mm-hmm. season one. Like, he completely did not think she fit no, with the restaurant at all.
2: She stabbed him with a knife. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he like goes like maybe I deserved it or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe I deserve that. <laughs> so that
1: that starts to happen and then um there's the toilet's blowing up. Oh my god Natalie's trying to pump it out, she's like screaming in the bathroom. Um and then there's the couple scenes. I'm I'm kind of having a blank. So, so they're yeah, keep all
0: going. throughout this episode Uh, what you find out in the first like two minutes of the episode is that Natalie invited their mom to opening to family and friends night and so the whole episode while chaos is happening you are kind of like oh my god Jamie Lee Curtis gonna come in here and just like blow things up even worse like what's happening and so is Natalie throughout the whole episode Natalie keeps coming back to the table that her husband's sitting at and is like like and she even says she's like what are the odds and he's like odds yeah. of what and she's like of her showing up and so like Natalie really wants her to show up I think everybody else kind of is like oh God I hope she doesn't which ends up leading to a very interesting moment I
1: love I love that scene did, I loved it too yeah it was very heartbreaking but um so she does show up um outside the restaurant Pete runs outside Natalie's partner and um he he's like oh what are you doing out here it's cold come inside we have a seat for you like natalie will be so thrilled carmy's doing great like it's all going awesome and then and then he's like you you would be so proud of them and she's like i i am proud of them i am proud of them and then um she also says they have a good thing i don't want to hurt it i'm proud of them but i don't know how to say sorry which is calling back to episode six with the mm-hmm. entire blow up and also her parenting as a whole so yeah. she's like i don't want to blow this up again for them like i don't know how i can apologize to some I damage like saying, this
0: like, i don't know how to do this yeah and he was like yeah. do what he's like mm-hmm. you don't have to do anything he's like yes yeah. come inside yeah, she's like he's like what are you talking about yeah, he's like, yeah. What are you, talking about? Like, you don't have to do anything mm-hmm. what do you have to do and she ends up um she also didn't know that natalie was pregnant yeah peter Spoiler. told he's like i
1: thought she told you yeah he, he yeah.
0: says he's like when the baby comes and she's like what baby and everyone i was like oh my god yeah so she doesn't know um yeah. she ends up leaving though and not going in
1: and like, she says pete you can't tell them yeah. that i was here and he's like well I, I have to and then she's like no you can't you see pete go back inside and then he he's like he just starts breaking down and crying because he loves Natalie mm-hmm. so much and then he's like, I love you. And then she's like, Why? What's what's up? What's up? Like and she he's just like, I love you so much. He's basically he's, he's not telling her the mom. Yeah. He
0: doesn't tell her that she was there. Yeah,
1: because he he almost believes that it might hurt her more knowing yeah, that that she would have left
0: or that she was there but then couldn't come in to see them. Yeah. Um which she was looking it's just forward to that. Great, yeah. It was such great acting too of like not forcing the tears but also just like the panic in his eyes of like I really can't show her that I'm like freaking out right now but also like he's been a part of that family too so he knows how problematic everybody is with each other and I think Natalie really is invested in her mom coming back into her life but Everybody but her knows that it's bad news.
1: She's always been seeking that mm-hmm. form of validation from her, and even in the Christmas Eve episode, she's seeking some type of validation and trying to help with the meal or you know trying to make some stuff work for the family. Um, and I I really think that she just wants to prove herself to her mom that there is something that's working for the family and Carmy as well. Um, and I was gonna actually. Talk about that as one of my points with the whole series, or at least the the season, the season two. I think that the show, or this season, is about love and the damages of lack of love. Mm. And I think that's very evident with the family relationship, at least with Jamie Lee Curtis. Like She's a horrible parent. She has tons of neglect to her kids. And then when she is giving them attention, she's basically yelling at them her expectations of them are so high she's not giving them validation or trying to build a relationship with them and pointing them in the right direction um carmy is completely scared of love i think because he of his neglect from his family and there's that great moment when he's in the freezer and he's listening to the voicemail from claire mm-hmm. and she's spilling her guts like how much she loves him. Yep. And then she finally says, I, I love you. And he like, literally has a yes. physical reaction of tossing the phone away. And to me, I was like, wow, that is so, there is some deep-rooted trauma there. Like he is absolutely messed up with people not giving him that relationship or he's afraid of getting so close to her mm-hmm. and then it blowing up again, which it basically does Yeah, by the end of the season. Um, but there's other examples, too. Even with Marcus and Sydney, um, there's Marcus and his mom. Mm-hmm. Richie is trying to mend his relationship with his wife, yes. his ex-wife. Um, he finds out that she's getting remarried, so that was super troubling, even yes. though he just went through that great episode <laughs> know, of trying to... He, he finally found his place in the in the universe with the restaurant and he's like things are looking good i'm gonna get my kid taylor swift tickets (laughs) Um, and then he he finds out that that is a closed door for his relationship um but yeah i just think that love is a center of this season even the love of food and the Mm -hmm. appreciation of that reaction of that one episode is bringing culture and bringing other stuff to people and then i'm gonna segue into culture wave you know obviously oh. we're bringing culture <laughs> no I'm not. I'm not i was gonna I say pre-culture like, to other people yeah so um yeah but i just think that um there's there's lots of relationships and dynamics of yeah. love and neglect in this season so. i agree i also yeah. think
0: it shows um different types of love because sometimes it can be like harsh love and like telling somebody something that you care about something that they don't necessarily want to hear which i think happens in like the last five minutes with um uh uh carmy when he's stuck in the walk-in and richie because they end up talking like not even talking like yelling at each other through the door um and richie kind of calls him out i think and is like why can't you let something good happen to you for once yeah like you are the one ruining this nobody else is and that's not coming from a place of hate or anger i think i think it's coming from a place where he truly cares for carmy and is like i in a way he is his older brother now and is like don't ruin your life because not the way that he has but like don't ruin your life because there is good coming for you but you're the one that's saying no to it
1: yeah and then and then carmy tries to Dig at it, and he's I like, oh, yeah, what are you talking about with your kid and your relationship? he's like,
0: what? Yeah. talking about
1: my kid? Like, that was so out of it, line. it got personal. Yeah.
0: The ending was not that a happy, yeah. like, in a bow ending. No, which is kind of cool. they did in season one, because season one was kind of like, oh, yay, they have all this money now, and, like, it's going to be great. A team, season, yeah. Yeah, like, team, let's get it done. And now I feel like everybody is... Scattered. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like we see the ending part for even um, Sydney is her throwing up. Oh my gosh. In the back yeah. of the restaurant just by the dumpster. And her dad is walking over to her and is like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is it. and so he's telling her he's like this restaurant like the menu incredible like this is Mm -hmm. it but then she just keeps vomiting yeah i think from like the stress of it and like the high anxiety that she's probably had which i think is also an interesting uh take is that sometimes outside perspectives can tell you like oh this thing is great like it's everything that it's meant to be but when you're in it you see all the bad and kind of all the things that aren't great. And so mm-hmm. you're like, no, I don't actually know if this is something good because I'm struggling so much and it's so hard to make this. Um, and I think that's where she's at right now where she yeah. doesn't know actually if this is a thing that will make it or if it's just yeah. a pipe dream.
1: Yeah. That was very relevant in episode three when she's doing the t- taste mm-hmm. testing. thing. Um, it goes to all those articles she's looking up She's seeing all these closings she's looking at the hardships of the food industry and how stressful and demanding it is um so yeah she's been working to that point and then her dad is kind of giving that encouragement that this is the thing and you're doing great at it but it is going to take over and it physically does when she's Vomiting. vomiting yeah and then there's um like you were saying the bow at the end is not fully pulled um I feel like Sydney does have that bit of hope. Mm -hmm. I feel like she might be the most hopeful. Um, Yeah. And then Carmi is completely down on his luck. He's like, I don't know where to go with this. My relationship just probably went out the window. I wasn't even present. I don't even know how they did yet with the restaurant. And then Richie is very on the fence, I think.
0: Right, that's why I think yeah. the part. I think it's gonna come into play that he's open to other opportunities, opportunities. Yeah. because uh-huh. they even foreshadow that in season um, episode six when he's talking to the uncle and he's like, "Do you have another job for me? Like, I don't know, if oh. I been at the sub shop my whole life." Oh, so I forgot about sh- that one. So yeah. I think it shows that like he really is, although he's a loyal friend, he might not be a loyal uh, employee.
1: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. fair. I and mean, they have been through the ringers. They so have been. I wouldn't be really surprised. Um, and then there was that other, op- uh, the open ended with Marcus with his, his mom. mom. Um, and then I just thought about this now, but the parallel from the last shot we see of Marcus this season is him looking at the every second counts. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to his mom on the cell phone cliffhanger. So yeah. it's a double meaning with, you know the restaurant and his relationships with his mom. Like every second does, does count. count, and I think he might even resent himself a little bit for not being there mm-hmm. if she does pass away in the next season. He's probably gonna be like, "I should have been there." And then maybe he might even have a falling out with the restaurant or might. take time off or something. I don't know.
0: Which I I just really appreciate it because again, for people that have worked in the restaurant life like i've seen managers that i've worked for where there is that level of guilt of like because you work such ridiculous hours of you're not there for your family um and i just really like that they're not over emphasizing that they're more subtly bringing that into the storyline so that it's not like this is a bad place to work it's like no this is a great place to work if you're passionate about it but if you're not yeah your life will it's going to be devoted to the restaurant yeah
1: it's gonna to start to split mm-hmm. for sure um i just have some final thoughts on the season but do you guys like for one point being um do you have any emmy predictions for the season
0: you want to go first michael what do
3: you got what do you, what do you got uh, i up the put down my head emmy predictions um
1: performances editing directing I could Best definitely stars. see editing
3: yeah getting a nomination um i could go as far as i definitely i definitely think that some performances mm-hmm. will for sure like 100 get nominated i just don't know yet i need to really you I, need I, to
0: watch I, the full scope i will yeah, say yeah because yeah.
3: i want to see how certain no character developments play out yep. to the end of the season yeah so so i definitely think that editing performance um and i if anything those two i feel mm-hmm. like those two have a good chance
0: i think perform so definitely um uh what what did i say about jamie Lee curtis before guest actor do they mm. consider this a drama or a comedy series i don't remember
1: i would say comedy, comedy
0: right so, yeah. I think that um, at least Jamie Lee Curtis will be getting get Best Guest Actress in a Comedy Series um, for that one episode. But then I feel like, because last season, I think it was only Jeremy Allen White that received any nominations out of the cast. Is that mm-hmm. correct?
1: Yeah, I would have to. Uh, I, I think,
0: though, he will get one again. I think Yeah,
1: I think he is definitely going to get up for I think he definitely me. will.
0: He won the Golden Globe last year. I don't know if he'll win depending on who he's against, but I definitely think he'll get a nom. I think um, Cousin Richie will get one for his performance this season. I think
2: he
1: deserves I think he deserves supporting. it. Maybe yeah. a
0: little bit more than Cartney. actually. I feel like the character arc was incredible. Yeah. I even feel like Sydney might get one.
1: I think so too. I, I think too. I could see Sydney.
0: I think Sydney I think yeah. she's going to get one. And then maybe as supporting actress, Tina.
1: Tina, yeah, Tina's. Because when she did the song, yeah.
0: the song singing, do you? Yeah, that? I do remember. That karaoke. That was great. That was, that was great. awesome. I feel like it's about. I don't know which episode it's in. You might not have seen it yet, but she sings a song at karaoke. It's kind of. Um,
1: She's making friends with other yeah, trainees. It's like yeah,
0: her being like, I might be a little bit on the like older like crowd but like i'm still gonna go and try new things and i'm gonna go to school to learn how to be a sue and i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do the damn thing and i think that she did really great she
1: gets noticed and that was a good moment for her too Mm -hmm. as a character i i would say i would say uh definitely writing Mm -hmm. probably i i think it was one of the better written shows in my recent Mind for sure,
0: better than the idol,
1: Be- <laughs> just a little bit, <laughs> just a little, like you know. But the idol is cinema, right? No. Like it's no, I don't, it's not. I wanted to talk about no. the idol. Why did no, I bring it We up? condemn the idol. Yeah. I don't care, and if you don't like it, you can go to whatever podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, I, yeah, and it's in competition with the idol. So, writing, um, editing, uh, directing um jamie lee curtis i i would make a bold take that sh- she gave her best performance in her career I, ooh. on a limb that's tough career. i would have to go Not back
0: freaky friday
1: freaky
2: friday could pass it too
1: yeah you're right she had to play two characters at once right? that's what i need so yeah um i was like split with you know james McAvoy, <laughs> but um yeah so there's that i think jamie lee i i would have to go back over her body of work but same, i but you're making this that was statement. just so complex mm-hmm. and i felt like she was traumatized along with the people that she traumatized and that rippled onto everyone and that feeling of the stress in the environment i would never want to go home to that woman no, ever as my never. mom
0: um winning an oscar for her was great i think now she's yeah. just like i don't care i don't have to be good i want an oscar i'm just gonna i'm gonna do what i want to do she went
1: big for that i commend her because it was great um jeremy Allen white nominated might not win because of succession this year yeah but um yeah then yeah i would i would like to see sid get nominated too and richie and Maybe like music use of music i, did, I, I, I thought was.
0: sound was really great this season. yeah
1: soundtrack is awesome in this show <laughs> i love like any kind of rock stuff that they put in and integrate but um yeah i thought that was cool um do you guys have any other final thoughts on the bear season two
0: um i do have one thought what do you yes. guys think of uh i i think i read this somewhere where it was like season one was more of like a prologue kind of to get people used to the world of like restaurants and how chaotic it is and like the regular life of it. But now season two, it's like, okay, this is the bear. It's no longer uh, the original restaurant. This is where the story takes off. And everything before this was just to give you a little bit more backstory.
3: Yeah, I agree. Right? I, yeah, I, I agree as well. Um, I feel like it was needed. it it was needed yeah just because this is i think this is one of the first i've seen something at this capacity as far as just like culinary Mm -hmm. you know you didn't everything behind the scenes as far as it you know you know i'm pretty sure most people try to keep that you know behind closed doors yeah so i feel like definitely needed in the sense of it being a prologue Mm -hmm. to an introduction to it all yeah yeah
0: i also think I think what's so great about this, I I don't know if you guys have seen a lot of, like, the culinary films that have come out, but I feel like they always try to make the chefs, like, these God complexes. Like, like, the menu. The menu. And what was the one movie with, um, uh, oh, God, Burnt? Burnt with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, with Bradley Cooper, where they make them just kind of, like, a little psychopathic.
1: Yeah, very self-centered. And I run the kitchen, and you're going to go...
0: Yeah, and, like, unless you are that mentality of, like, losing your mind, you're not going to be successful. Yeah. But I feel like this is being, like... And just from showing, like, the other successful chefs in Bear, like, the Olivia Coleman character was, like, no, I didn't start getting success until I hit rock bottom. Yeah. And I actually just wanted to do small... Like, I didn't need the chaos in my life. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like they're showing... The culinary world through a really nice lens of like you don't have to be losing your mind and be mean all the time in order mm. to have incredible food and incredible reviews come in which yeah, i like
1: i do like that too mm-hmm. i feel like chef with um john favreau is also another yep. good one it's a little bit more personal but, like yeah. there's moments of doesn't i think it gets a little explosive at points mm-hmm. but not to the point where it's gordon ramsay level <laughs> so
0: don't get me wrong. I love I love Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, is that it for you guys? I think
0: that might be it for me.
1: That's, that's going to do it for us at Cinema Wave. This is the podcast on the bear. If you guys haven't already, be sure to like and subscribe to our page. Um, also, keep an eye out for our content coming soon. We have more Top 50 rolling out. More podcasts coming. There are tons of releases coming this summer that we're super excited to talk about. So be sure to stay tuned and we will see you next time. Yes, chef. Yes, chef.